0: I need to come up with just like a standard way to start this. We'll get there. Because my two go-tos are the like, which is like a dead meme. And then, hey, hey, hey. It's not Albert. Which is like equally stupid. Anyways, (laughs) this is Come At Me, an extremely important podcast. My name is Riley. I'm here with Kindred. Hi. Today, we're going to be talking about, again... (laughs) A very (laughs) little-known piece of media. We're on, like, quite the train lately of just, like, (laughs) the most popular things you can think of.
1: Right? We're doing Um,
0: it. We're talking today about Rebel Without a Cause, because it's an Easter movie, and now that Mm -hmm. you guys are going to be hearing this, this comes out, what, the last week of April?
1: (laughs) Yep. We almost did it.
0: (laughs) Just in time for Easter. (laughs) Just in time. Just in time. Uh, we
1: were always just a
0: couple steps behind.
1: We, listen, we pre-record, and I mean, our planning isn't that great.
0: I mean, it's almost non-existent.
1: But we try, you guys. We
0: try. And that's all that
1: really counts in life. I mean, it really is. Um, Well, I don't have anything to bring to the table up front. Oh, great. So, I mean, if you have something, if not, we can just get on into just, this. Should we
0: just end it?
1: I <laughs> meant <laughs> like, before we talk about Rebel Without a Cause, I don't have any, like, fun That's stories.
0: <clears throat> hmm. I felt like I had something. Mm-hmm. But, hmm. All I'm thinking about is the food I just ate, which was so good. Right. Which is important. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of an anecdote, and I guess I don't need to.
1: All right. I mean, we could just get into Rebel Without a Cause and then just um, take it from there, I guess.
0: You know what? Why don't we start... With it prayer? With, w- yeah. With okay. Prayer. No, with a... Let's talk about our, our feelings with Easter, since this is our Easter episode. Oh, okay. So, okay. Kindred, give me a, a memory <laughs> or a, a feeling or a perception regarding okay. Easter. All
1: right, Easter for me. Even though what we, does Easter uh,
0: mean to you? What does What's Easter the true mean to me? of Easter.
1: Um, growing up, even though I knew, knew it was a religious holiday, I didn't give a crap about the religious aspect. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember. I remember. I think the Easter, when I was either in fifth or sixth grade, and um, I've got younger siblings, so they still believed in the Easter Bunny, (laughs) so Mm -hmm. I got a basket too, Um, that the Easter Bunny brought my brother Ben, (laughs) the Easter Bunny, oh my god, uh, brought my brother Ben his basket, you know, which was full of candy, and like, I think we got, I think we all got like flip-flops that year, and like chalk. And but he, <laughs> they brought it in a colander. My parents put it in a brand new colander because no, uh, they needed a colander. Uh, uh, oh yeah, bunny. sorry. The Easter the bunny Easter put bunny. it. The Easter bunny put it in a colander because my parents needed a new colander. <laughs> so we had that colander probably up until a year ago, and then it broke. And then this past, I mean this current, uh, Easter. <laughs> The because Easter,
0: you know, Easter's <laughs> coming up. I don't, know if, you guys I don't
1: right. know if you guys know what Easter is. Um, but the Easter bunny brought my baby brother, he's almost seven, he brought him um an Easter basket and it too was in a colander. Wow. <laughs> Mine was in a measuring bowl, and I was like, oh You guys God. the Easter bunny
0: didn't have to bring me anything. <laughs> Not so. once, but but twice. I love that so much. And also, wouldn't that mean that your baby brother now owns that colander?
1: Um, well, actually, this colander was just one that we had in the kitchen. in The, kitchen. the oh, Easter Bunny okay. just used mixing bowls from the kitchen to put candy Listen, in.
0: Like, so... presumably, they had to go to a store to buy things. An Easter basket yeah. costs, like, $2 at Walmart. Oh,
1: like one dollar if you get the crappy kind. Yeah, they've that's just never how it's been done at my house. It's I always been in kitchen
0: bowls. So. I think, you know, though I don't think I've ever gotten an Easter basket, like a r- actual basket. Really? Well, I have from my mother in law.
1: Okay, that's really when nice. I, when I
0: was like twenty one. Right. But I don't think your parents didn't like hide mm-hmm. baskets. We. My mom, if she ever hears this, is going to be like, we always did. You're fine. (laughs) I don't remember that. But I do remember Easter egg hunts. And so certainly we were putting them in something. But, like, my parents aren't really into holidays, which is weird because they're both, like, highly religious. Right. But, like, they don't. Like, Easter, we would celebrate, like, sporadically. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, they would hide money in the eggs. That was cool. Well, that's we nice. They would just like put some quarters and some plastic eggs around, yeah. the- and that was cool. That's but very nice. They don't. I grew up in a weird house, but they like they don't like Christmas. Mm-hmm. They don't like Easter. Yeah, they don't care for holidays, which is weird because I like live for getting excited and I have to get excited about something because I'm an adult and life is really shitty and every day is the same. It is. It really is. I mean, life's not that shitty, but like holidays (laughs) help it be less like static. Passage of time. Yeah. And I guess after when we were all just like a little bit older, they're like, who cares? But I don't remember like ever believing in the Easter bunny. Yeah. I don't.
1: I don't think I did either.
0: Because that's just like a kooky thing.
1: Right. Did you ever, um, in primary, me and Riley grew up Mormon. Uh, I know. <laughs> when you're a kid, you, we processes. go to primary. But in primary, did you ever have a sharing sharing time lesson that was, like, they make those cookies, the meringue cookies that are hollow on the inside, and then they compared it to how the tomb was hollow when Jesus... No.
0: No. But we did in Young Women's, which happens after oh, primary. Oh, did we? Was well, no, we we didn't make meringues. We made, like, Pillsbury cre- croissant rolls oh. with, like, a marshmallow in it. And then the marshmallow melts. And they're like, see, Jesus is gone now, just like Jesus. Just like this marshmallow. <laughs> yeah, and fuck? I was like... Okay, I just remember they tasted like so fucking good because it was like marshmallow uh, and butter and oh, cinnamon, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, this is the best Sunday." Sounds
1: delicious. I've Damn, because those meringue cookies I remember hating. I was like, "You guys got oh, these yeah. from Costco? These are grown. <laughs> you guys got these
0: from Costco? I remember my grandpa would always have stuff like that, and I was like, "This is terrible. Why do yeah. you like this?"
1: Um, I don't think I don't know. I mean, we could get into, you know, people's taste buds changing, but I don't actually know because I'm only 25, so
0: uh yeah so i i guess i don't have a lot to say about easter we don't really my family doesn't care about holidays so we didn't care about easter yeah and i remember the truth of it
1: i remember one easter my cousins this is when i was probably in fourth grade ish Mm -hmm. my two of my cousins um their parents were out of town and so we were staying I grew up in Albuquerque, and we were staying up at my grandma's house, and she lived like 30 minutes outside of town, up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. And um, she, so my cousins were staying with her, and my cousins wanted to have a sleepover with me and my sister Phoebe. And I remember being really sad because their parents were out of town, so the Easter Bunny wouldn't come visit them. But my grandma oh, is the <laughs> Easter Bunny to her on heart. <laughs> she she got, like, just a cereal bowl and just, like, put a handful of, like, M&Ms in it and gave them to my cousins from the Easter oh, Bunny. <laughs> ouch. I, ouch. I loved it. And I feel like I, like, I can see it so vividly, her, like, handing the bowls. Like, and I here was, like, you go. Oh. And then I, th- I think I was a very uh, materialistic child, though, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Interesting. That's good, that's good I stuff. I remember...
0: Yeah, man. I remember being really into stuff as a child. Oh, yeah. And I guess now that I can just buy things for the most part if I want them. Yeah. It's, like, not as exciting. But my parents never bought us stuff. Like, if we Mm -hmm. wanted something, we had to earn it, which I think was very helpful in the long run. Yeah. But, like, my friends, I had one particular friend who was, like, I don't know how wealthy they were, but they Mm -hmm. certainly portrayed that they were. Right. If, if that makes sense. Yeah. But she got, like, I remember she got every Game Boy that came out, and I was like, oh. man, fuck you. Like, I really yeah. want that, that purple clear Game Boy Advance, man. No kidding. And she had, like, all these American Girl dolls and, like, all this stuff that I just, like, desperately wanted. Ugh. I would never yeah. have, because it was all so, like, bougie and expensive and, like, yeah. ridiculous. But, right. Yeah, in my head, like, the height of, like, wealth is owning American Girl dolls.
1: I mean, listen, I had a couple... <laughs> But me and but me and Phoebe had a couple too. But here's what we would do: we would take those nice expensive dolls and we would cut their hair, cover (sighs) them in duct tape, and we would play with them because they we had a whole thing. Oh my god,
0: ingrates, ingrates! I know, but hey,
1: listen, they had they had shit they had to do, and the hair just wasn't cutting it. So Uh,
0: we would get the like (laughs) me and my sister would get the American Girl doll like magazine in the mail, Mm -hmm. and we would just flip through it and just pine. (laughs) Like so, the matching yeah. outfit like you could get like a like yeah. a like doll and me outfits and stuff oh. and I was just like, Oh my god, the dream. Oh, yes. And the I mean dream. we never
1: we never got any of that fun add on stuff. We just got the dolls, but Yeah, they were
0: cool. No, they were
1: yeah. I had Kit, Phoebe had Samantha. Kit. What a bitch. Yeah, tell um. me. About she was uh, <laughs> she was resourceful. I remember I remember reading her like description and thinking, ah oh, shit, I wanna be resourceful. But I'm just not so
0: <laughs> No, I just... I don't mean to go off on a weird tangent here. Uh Uh-huh. But I just noticed... I can see... You know how when you're recording the audio, you can see if something's registering or not? Uh Uh-huh. Whenever I'm not talking... I can tell that the mic is picking up my laundry sounds downstairs.
1: That's hilarious. I love that very like, much. Like,
0: literally, downstairs, not even below where I am. Right. Like, the dryer is running, right. and I can see little bumps in the audio. For, like, that coincide with the dryer sounds.
1: That's so great. So, it's if you just, can hear
0: little dryer sounds.
1: It's just ambient noise. It's really um. Nice. You know, well, I guess we've covered Easter. I mean, we really... <laughs> yeah.
0: An American girl. Really everything you need that's, to know.
1: Yeah, that's everything. Uh do you want me to do the plot of Rebel or would you like to do it? Go for it. Okay. Rebel Without a Cause is one of the three movies that James Dean was in. Um it's about a boy and a girl and another boy and um they are in a jail that's other
0: girls <laughs> and a couple other boys and, and a dad.
1: Then <laughs> they're in a jail and then um they go to high school and then um the one James Dean is new and then they tease him and then they go and they fight at a planetarium and one boy has an existential crisis and then they do a chicky run which is and then the bully drives a car off the I'm trying to see how fast I can do this and then the bully drives a car off of a cliff and then um, Natalie Wood is James Dean's girlfriend and then the other boy uh, Plato he um, goes crazy and James wants James Dean to be his dad and then um, they go to a planetarium or they go to a mansion and then Things ensue, other bullies find them, and then they get to a planetarium, and um, Plato's really having issues, and then the police kill Plato, because he has a gun. <sighs>
0: the and his socks don't match,
1: and that's and his socks really important. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean... But I I feel like... Riley and I watched it together. We've used... We've told you about the website Rabbit before,
0: but... Um, please. Please, I know no one listens to this, but if people did, please sponsor us. Because we love your service. We love Rapid. <laughs> we will genuinely talk about it really all the time.
1: Because it's great. It really is. Um, but we watched it together, and Riley and I, I know, both obsessed over this movie in high school.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and we, I know that neither of us have seen it in at least five years for me. I, what about you?
0: Has it been that long? I know I watched it with Josh at one point, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. early on in our relationship. Right. But we've been together since, like, 2012. Yeah, so so that... It's probably been about five years. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, but I feel like this watching through, I have a lot of different thoughts and perceptions. Same.
0: Is it still a good movie? Yes. Yeah. But there's a lot of things that I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, um, I mean, let's start from the top, like with the characters.
0: Okay.
1: Like, James Dean and Natalie Wood's character
0: and Plato. Like, Judy, right? Judy is Natalie Wood. Jim is James. Mm hmm. Plato is Salmoneo. Right. Salmoneo, Salmoneo.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Is it close enough? (laughs) I, I feel like. One, I have an issue with the title.
0: Okay, all right, okay, all right.
1: Um, but I think I'll get back into that because my thoughts aren't completely formed.
0: Hold but on I- a second. Okay. While you think... Okay. I guess you don't need to hold on. Okay. You go ahead and talk. Okay. The title... W- when I was obsessed with this movie, I yeah. remember doing research on it okay. back in the day. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, ten yeah. years ago. Um. I think the title was originally attached to another movie. Oh, that makes sense. With uh, Marlon Brando. Uh, Or maybe they wanted Marlon Brando. I know mm -hmm. the title got passed around a lot, and I don't know if it was always intended for the script it ended up with.
1: Interesting. So let me
0: see if I can corroborate that, or if that's just completely coming out of my ass. No,
1: I think that sounds right, because I mean, I think that... That seems like something that would happen in Hollywood.
0: <laughs> yeah, Just like, I think like, the script was originally about something else, but right. I, I uh, you know, that's okay. me looking back on facts I learned literally a decade ago, so I'm right. not sure.
1: Well, because I have an issue because I... <laughs> it it kind of, to me, makes almost zero sense to call it Rebel Without a Cause. Because Explain. Because James Dean, I uh, assume, is the Rebel, correct? Yes. Okay. So he's rebelling against his parents. That's usually rebellion, or would we say society? What are what what would you think he's rebelling against?
0: Um. Sorry, I'm also reading Wikipedia. That's page. fine. That's um, fine. I think it's all summed up for me in the scene where he's confronting his parents after Buzz is killed. Okay. And he's like. They're basically like, hey, don't go to the cops. Like, this isn't your fault, and it's not your problem. You don't need to get involved Mm -hmm. with this. Okay. And he's having this moment of, like, you guys suck, and I need to, like, I'm not going to be a grown-up adult person like all of these grown-up adult people around me that are just, like, shitty and just looking out for themselves. Okay. So I think he's he's rebelling against, like, the, the traditional... I mean, I don't know. I guess it's complicated.
1: No, I mean, I I agree. I think that what you're saying, it can be his parents and society.
0: Yeah, and I think it's also just, like, the perception of, like, be a good person in ways other people can see, and, like, it doesn't really matter if you're actually a good person. I think he's rebelling against, like, just focusing on perception as opposed to like being ethical, because his big speech right. is like you have to be idyllic to yourself. You have to be honest with yourself. You can't just like shove well, things in the background and then look like a good person, you know right? What I mean? And
1: I no, and I think that's I think that's very valid and probably true. But if that if that is true, and so he is a rebel. It's established. We know who he's rebelling against. We know what the rebellion is. Yeah. Uh, he
0: seems to have a cause. Right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> here's so I, I looked it up okay and here's some facts about the, the, the title okay okay the title was adopted this is all coming from Wikipedia uh, okay that's my source here. okay The title was adopted from psychiatrist Robert M. Lindner's 1944 book Rebel Without a Cause: the hypo, Hypoanalysis of a Criminal Psychopath
1: Oh so um, is the rebel really
0: Salmoneo? Well, here's the thing. Warner Brothers okay so this okay. is what this is what what I remembered I was actually okay. right <laughs> okay Warner Brothers bought their rights to Linder's book okay intending to use the title for a film right so they bought the title okay basically attempts to create a film version of the book in the late 1940s eventually ended without a film or even a full script being produced okay People Marlon Brando lazy. yeah Marlon Brando did a screen test for the film he was g- given fragments of a partial script mm-hmm. Um... But there was like no real movie Right Um, In the 1950s a totally new script Was written that had nothing to do with anything else Okay And uh, You know turned into this So the right Basically I don't know who wrote this script I know Nicholas Ray directed it mm-hmm. But The title wasn't intended To be used for this And I guess it just sounded good and well, it certainly sounds good.
1: Well, Rebel Without a Cause, and you said that the book was about something criminally, and
0: what, yes. did, what was that subtitle? Was like, a, I already closed out of a criminal okay. psychopath.
1: Okay. Well, and I think that it's, it's. I think it could be argued that Salmoneo is...
0: Yeah. So, Which, but, maybe we should, but, so if you haven't seen the movie salmoneo's character plato we start Mm -hmm. off the film by learning that he shot a bunch of puppies which like yeah they never get into more and i think is no they don't they kind of brush it off and his character i don't know i'm feeling like i wrote about this at one point for some Uh reason but his character i think is like by far the most interesting character yeah easily his dad has left him his mom doesn't give a shit about him right and he's left with all of these like repressed homosexual desires and also like Mm -hmm. wants a daddy yeah and it turns him into this like really complicated little childlike character who's also dangerous and unstable
1: yeah yeah and he kind
0: of i mean i guess he's the catalyst for the whole plot though
1: right and i feel like he's uh, like the only character that's well fleshed out (laughs)
0: Yeah. And like really interesting for the time to have oh, yeah. somebody like closeted and, that, and... and I, yeah, I guess that's the thing about this movie. And I, they did uh, originally, and this is from a book called The Mutant King that I read again mm-hmm. in high school. So right. here's me just spitting shit out that my brain might've messed up. But, like, originally, they were going to be more explicit about the fact that he was gay. Right. But then Hollywood was like, you can't do that. I think... But... I seem to remember you
1: telling me this from the book, so... Yeah. They I'll were gonna, corroborate like, your memory.
0: They were going to make him, like, it more obvious that he was, like, in love with Jim in the yeah. movie. But right. then they just made him, like, want to be his dad. Which
1: it still works because Yeah, he... and it's very interesting. Right. But, so then, so we've got Plato, and he has his thing going on, and then we have James Dean and his character, which I, one, James Dean, dreamy, obviously. Mm. (laughs) Great actor. All of the, all of the above. He's amazing. Mm. But I, I don't, I don't, I didn't connect with character I felt like mm. even his speech on the stairs I felt like I felt like this movie was just a script that they wrote for a title interesting I, I found myself I didn't I didn't really care and I guess part of that could be that I've seen it so many times
0: well and I think like for me when mm-hmm. I was a teenager mm-hmm. which I think like clearly this movie was intended for teenagers oh yeah Um, I connected, like, so much to his character because I felt, like, incredibly repressed and isolated Hmm. and, like, like, the whole scene where they go to this mansion and they, like, they pretend that they live there and they're married and they have this, like, whole new life away from their parents. Yeah, yeah. That was like a fantasy I had played out so many times of just like running away mm-hmm. and like starting a life without like the expectations of like not only my parents but my culture and the people around me, and like Interesting. thinking about how like freeing that would be to not mm-hmm. have all of these expectations on you to be something. Right. So I think as a teenager, this movie like meant a lot to me because it was right. It was about rebellion and like standing up and that's why the ending's such a fucking cop out but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But like most of the movie I related to a lot because I did feel like I was surrounded by a lot of hypocrisy, not to say that my parents are hypocrites, they're great, but like Right. growing up in the Mormon culture. Right. Right. <laughs> and growing up in just like a very conservative culture, mm-hmm. people preaching one thing and then mm-hmm. doing some other things. Right. Just in regard with like how they treat their like fellow man, you know. Right. Um and I I really related to the fantasy of like breaking away from that. And so Very as an a, as a 25-year-old adult,
1: right, with your own life now, <laughs>
0: <laughs> who like can do whatever they want and right, like, I I don't feel any constraints on me. Yeah. other than the like usual shitty like you know, be right. hot sort of expectations. Right, right. <laughs> Which, you know, I, I gave up on, but still right. feel. That's I, I don't fantasize about running away to a mansion because, like, I live in my own home where I can right. do whatever I want.
1: Right. That's interesting. I never – out of all the times I saw it, especially when I was younger, I never – I never connected with James Dean's character. I always wanted to be in love with him, like the <laughs> Natalie Wood character. Right. But that's not to say that I even connected with her. Right. I I just I I love I think what really got me and I mean still does is just the aesthetics of the movie obviously. I was going to say that. <laughs> I wanted
0: to bring that up as like I think a big selling point and especially I mean this is not dead obviously. Like Right. teen movies a big part of it is like fantasy and aesthetic yeah and, and so, the love
1: and the love yeah
0: but like <laughs> for instance today uh-huh. um I listened to the sound of music soundtrack yeah because I haven't listened to it for a while but I was having like a shitty day mm-hmm. a couple days ago and I was like really frustrated and I just started singing uh, uh, some song from the sound of music it was it, I have confidence it wasn't I don't know oh, it it. <laughs> I know specifically it wasn't that uh. But I just was like, oh, my God, if you're ever sad, just listen to this. But I, like, right. I listened to that today. Mm-hmm. And that was another movie that you and I both just obsessed oh, over. God, yes. And it's still a great movie for sure. Yeah, But, like, a huge part of the reason we were so into that movie mm-hmm. was Captain Von Sexy. Oh, hell yeah. L- like, Captain Von Trapp. Uh, Christopher Plummer Mm -hmm. is so charming and beautiful and like the the moment when they fall in love and his like shell breaks down and they sing a song together and you're just like oh my god oh "Oh." (laughs) they like kiss for the first time and it's just this moment of like magic it's earned it's completely earned and that's the same feeling in Rebel Without a Cause I feel like when Mm -hmm. when him and Natalie Wood kind of like decide they love each other which it's funny now because it seems incredibly superficial yes but like as a teenager i was just like yes like i just want to run away to a mansion fall in love with a hot boy right and like be rebellious and who cares and blah 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 blah. it was like right such a fantasy and i think like it's so funny i was talking to my hairdresser about this last time Mm -hmm. we were talking about like uh just rom romantic, not rom-coms, but, like, right. chick flicks in general. Yeah. And how just kind of, like, the magic of them is gone now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, as a sad teenager who was just like, I just want a boy to love me. Right. It was so fun to, like, live through these people. Right. And now I'm just kind of, like, love is so complicated and, like, so different from just like a hot boy that you like explore a mansion with you know what i mean oh yeah yeah and it feels so lacking Mm -hmm. but even i don't know i still enjoy it and it's still like uh i don't know it's hard to explain it's just i I think it's not as good as it used to be because i'm I'm not like pawning over this like person that's dead
1: Right, yeah. No, I think now it just needs to, I mean, it just needs to be appreciated for what it is, which is just classic Hollywood. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I mean, it's got, it's got, uh, you know, the song (laughs) that they play throughout it. Yeah, yeah. And that's just fun to hear, and (laughs) it's so good. I, and I just, I don't know. Yeah, it it, it just didn't give me the feeling, and I could, the feeling that it used to, and it you know,
0: maybe that's because we're dead inside, and I honestly think right. about that sometimes. Right. I'm like, am I literally just dead inside <laughs> now? Like, it takes so I much mean... to make me, like... But then I'll cry at, like, the dumbest things in the world. No, I, I don't think
1: we're dead inside. I think I, I can genuinely know. say that neither of us are actually dead inside. I fu- I'm not like...
0: convinced. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, for myself.
1: Uh, well, per- uh, fair enough. I don't think I'm dead inside. I mean, I think I'm... I think. I think I'm disillusioned. I was going to say disillusioned! Yeah. I, I'm definitely disillusioned um, to Hollywood love stories. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. But, like, I think, like, you brought up in one of our previous movie discussions, you said that I said <laughs> that I didn't... I, I I can't buy into love stories very easily because yeah. I don't, like... It, it's just not real. And, I mean, even though, yeah. a, as a as a lady who's not in love, I mean, mm-hmm. even I can tell that like yeah I don't I don't give a crap I, I, I mean especially this one it's very it's almost laughable her boy Natalie it Woods is. boyfriend dies and tragically and, a yeah, tragic and she's accident. like
0: okay cool literally like an hour <laughs>
1: later they was, like over it
0: yeah he
1: kisses you know James Dean kisses her on the forehead and then they run off to a mansion yeah like it's
0: and, and I th- think part of that like part of this Though, I think speaks to, like, how good this movie is. Like, how mm-hmm. aware Nicholas Ray is of just, like, teenage dumb. Yeah. Because it really, like I said, like, this really spoke to me as a teenager. Right. And it was, like, I think, I mean, I think it really speaks to the quality of the film that it's still so celebrated and, like, still... Yeah. I mean, I feel like you could show this to any 13 year old and they'd be like, oh my God. Yes. Like I'm into yeah. this. Yeah. For and I sure. think that's like John Hughes movies. Yes. Which that's still. No. Exactly. Yep. Those still get me though. Like. Uh, but that's because they're amazing. <laughs> 16 Candles. Oh my God. Jake yeah. Ryan. Yeah. I will always be in love with Jake Ryan. <laughs> it's.
1: I mean, it's hard not to be. It's really Ugh. hard not to be. I mean, be. he's like
0: the hottest person on earth and he's in yeah. love with like a loser girl. Yeah. Yeah, that no one notices and I'm like that's the thing though it, you start to like realize how manipulative this stuff is yeah
1: it is it really and is and
0: it's just like really feeds into like I don't know being a loser girl but right. it's just then, interesting it's weird well, being an adult like like digesting these movies right. again
1: well and, the wor- and I mean the thing is is that um, you know as you grow up you ho- most people hopefully realize this. But, I mean, just because you're a loser girl, I mean, doesn't it doesn't mean you're a ever work. Girl. Yeah, but not only that, but, like, like pick yourself up out of it. Like, you go do what you well, need. Yeah. Like- and
0: I think, like, we could get into just, like, caste systems in general. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, in high school, it's such a cliche, but it's really true. Like, you know where you sit on the totem pole. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and I do think, like, sadly, that informs the rest of your life. But, like, once you're an adult person, at least in Mm -hmm. my experience, like, no one... I mean, I don't know. People did give a shit about that in high school. Like, you can say people didn't, but they did. Like, you you knew who was, like, cool and who wasn't cool and where you were on that scale. Yep. And, like, without anyone having to tell you. Right. And then, like, in adult world, you just get to come into a situation as yourself and just, like... (laughs) I don't know, just be who you are and... Which, which can suck because it's informed of...
1: Even though you're not in that ladder anymore or yeah. that pyramid or whatever, totem pole is what you said, even right. though you're not on that totem pole anymore, I think those
0: residual feelings of being low can
1: yeah. really affect and we've ta-
0: any We've situation. talked about that on here yeah. even, where like yeah. I go into a situation like I'm the lesser person here, but... Right. I feel like I have, and probably most people learn, to, like, not be ashamed of being a loser anymore and just kind of be like, yeah, I'm a loser. Like, uh, I've been talking to you about Chris Gethard a lot, who I've loved for many years. Um, And I don't know if he still totes this catchphrase as much as he did back, like, in the beginnings of the Mm -hmm. Chris Gethard show. But he would just say, like, loser is the new nerd. Like, they took nerd from us. Right, You're, like retaking loser,
1: yeah,
0: and just trying to be like I'm a loser, yeah, and just like a- embracing your weirdness and right. your like uniqueness. And I-, I remember reading this article. Oh my god, <laughs> remember Thought Catalog? We talked about oh this god, recently.
1: yeah, yes, I'm. It might have been on the podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, as I-, <laughs> I remember reading a Thought Catalog article in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to really like that website. I feel like yeah. I would hate it now. Oh yes, yeah, but um. One of the contributors, he was writing about how, like, part of growing up is realizing that the things you like aren't you. hmm You are you, and then these things are outside of you.
1: Right. But I remember, um, re-
0: like, really defining myself by my, like, interests. Yeah. Which is I, really bizarre. I, or, like, no, my I, experiences, even. I mean,
1: <clears throat> I've learned... <clears throat> I've really... And I know... <laughs> Now we're just talking about things that we've already talked about, but I, I remember. But I, um, I've really, really, um, in the past couple years, have really learned to not like, le- like, decide if I like someone based on their music interest or movie interest. Yeah, because it's just
0: it's so superficial. It is, but- and it's also like I like things that are. That some people think are really stupid and shitty and like should be trash, right? And I think, like taste, I don't. I think it's so stupid to have quote unquote guilty pleasures, right? It's just like I don't. You I don't like know. it. Yeah, I don't know when <laughs> it became like this is cool and this isn't cool. I mean, I'm sure it's always been like that way. I don't right. know why I say when it became, but I feel like maybe society is like that's not true. I was gonna say getting away from that, but it's not. I mean no, there's always no. stuff that's cool to like and stuff that's not well, cool to like. And
1: I feel these days especially with um like extreme fandoms, I yeah. think that it has I I don't I think it's gotten even, even more like divisive. Even yeah. though it I don't know. Because well, you can the thing, meet like, all the people online. I, I I don't
0: know. It it's it's complicated though because obviously your interests and hobbies and whatever inform the kind of person you are a lot. Yeah. So it's it's easy to be like, oh, someone who's obsessed with the Avengers is not someone I want to talk to. Right. <laughs> but like there's people in my life who are some of my favorite people who love that stuff. Yeah. And just because I don't think it I don't think it's worth my time doesn't mean that they're like a dumb person for enjoying that. Yeah. For sure. I think, I think... I don't know. I hate how judgmental I am sometimes.
1: Oh, I mean, uh, everybody suffers from it. If somebody says they're not... Uh, they're I, lying, yeah. They're lying. But, I mean, I think it's like when you see shit anywhere on the internet where it's, like, I don't know, against Star Wars or something. Yeah. Or just, like, people fighting about Star Wars. I'm just like, guys.
0: Yeah. Can we talk about something else? I'm sick of this. And that's, yeah, that's my thing is always like, aren't we all sick of this? Like, no. Who cares?
1: Yeah, people still get up in arms about the sequels and just. I
0: don't oh my know. God. Oh my God. Yeah, it's just, I. That's. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think being a person who's aging, I know I'm young. Okay, don't. Everyone's like, you're only 25. But still. I know. I'm young. But I'm also very much an adult now. Yeah. Um, Which is hilarious. I'm wearing a shirt with a hamburger running on it today. It's awesome. But, like, I like getting older. Yeah. And I felt, I mean, we could get into it. like, one day I'll stop saying like. I always say that. (laughs) And I'm going to, one day we're just really going to get there. We're really going to do it, guys.
1: One day when we have more listeners and we have merch, we'll have a shirt that says, one day I'm going to stop saying
0: like. (laughs) I would love a shirt that says that. (laughs) But, God, what was my train of thought? I'm getting older. I'm an Mm -hmm. adult. Oh, fuck. I can't remember what I was even saying. Oh, I was going to say, I don't know. I don't want to be. I'm trying to save, like, Mormon stuff for our other podcasts. But, um. Eh. Like, getting out of the Mormon church. Right. Like, for me, I know for some people it's really difficult and hard and a really painful journey. For me, it wasn't at all. It was just, like, right. fucking great. <laughs> yeah, same, same here. But that, taking a step like that, which was so, so against my culture. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know, rebellious, in air quotes. Yeah. Um. Was so liberating,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I think slowly since about age like fifteen, probably like since we became really good friends, yeah, I've been like slowly doing things that felt liberating. Uh huh. Like we used to make really embarrassing YouTube videos. We did. So and they're I'm still a, there. <laughs> yes, I'm a very very self conscious person, and I don't like that about myself, and I try mm-hmm. to like fight that, but like. I have so much like body shame, <laughs> mm-hmm. so like making a video, putting myself out there publicly, in a way that I can't fully control. Mm-hmm. Never happy with how I looked in those videos ever. <laughs> right. Um. That was extremely liberating to be like, I don't care, whatever. Yeah. This is fun. I don't care. Yeah. And then like I don't know, just like I feel like since teenage dumb. Yeah. And it's really funny, because I'm sure from an outside perspective, people are like, okay, big fucking deal. But, like, doing things that, for me, felt really liberating, like uh, skinny dipping in, like, Rigby.
1: Oh, that was fucking fun. And so, also... So liberating. Rigby is gross. is gross. Oh, it <laughs> right? is. Like, don't do that. If you're
0: listening to this, <laughs> don't do don't that. Don't do that. You'll probably but, mess your vagina up. No,
1: but that... Yeah, actually, we really should have thought about that, because there's some yeah, shit in there. it's but... disgusting.
0: <laughs> but, like, doing... Just doing stupid, even cliche shit like that... Yeah. That I, at one point, would have never done.
1: Right. It's... it's it it really... I mean, I think...
0: It's like taking like yeah. it's like taking a stand like I get to make choices. Right. Because I think growing up in such a controlling like I mean you're literally told everything to do like down to like what shoes to wear. Like Right. Everything and is mapped out, the way you're supposed to do. Media to, to consume. It. Media to, like everything. Yeah. Every aspect of your life is mapped out. And you can make choices within that. And I'm not trying to say you can't be happy within that. If it works for you, that's great. But, like, I felt so constrained and judged just for, like, being me. Just, like, being who I am was, like, not okay. And that was made, like, very clear by my peers and my leaders and my parents and everybody. Bless their their hearts. I know they all did their best. And I know they did love me.
1: And you've turned out wonderfully. So. And I
0: think I'm fine. Yeah, but, like, you get these messages and they're very clear whether people are intending them or not. Right. So, like, as an adult person who feels so far from, like, a constrained teenager with mm-hmm. an extremely conservative and limiting culture that I kind of had no choice but to conform to, mm-hmm. this stuff doesn't hit as hard. Because it's like, yeah, no. big whoop. You know? I'm just like... Uh, yeah. I can do things I want to do now because I want to do them and right. not to be a, a rebel, rebel, rebel without a cause or whatever. Right.
1: And you take and I mean I think going into things now a decision you realize like can have repercussions but yeah. you accept you accept you accept that and I don't right. know. Oh realize. my god.
0: It's like the dad in the movie where he's like, if you had to make a decision, <laughs> what would you do? And he's like, well, I you can't make a hasty. You gotta get frozen cons written down, God. son. Oh, you can't make a hasty decision. <laughs> so I'm the dad in *Rebel about that so.
1: Hey, you know what? I liked him the most. So. Oh God, no, he sucks. Do you really like him? I like the actor. He's funny.
0: I like the actor. He's such an insufferable character, like, by design. Oh, we need to talk about the ending. My, oh, My yeah. biggest beef with this movie since the beginning. Yeah. So the whole movie builds up to this, like, liberating moment, you know, of mm-hmm. just, like, we're not going to be our parents. We're going to be who we want to be. Right. Fuck our moms and dads. They suck. Yeah. And then the movie ends with, like, James Dean and his dad hugging each other. And yep. he's like, I'm gonna be the man you need me to be, Jim. Come home. And he's such like, bullshit. Okay. Such like So stupid. It's such a cop out. It takes. Ugh. It's like everything the movie is trying to like give this message to you. Right. Of like doing what is actually right, not just following what's been but, taught to you. Da 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 da. Ends with just like, just kidding.
1: But I think that's why I just like I don't care about his impassioned speech on the stairs. Yeah. It's just because. I, I, it feels formulaic and it feels like they didn't exactly know what they were doing. Hmm. And they didn't have their ending was like, well, he should probably try and make up with his dad. And I'm like, what are we trying to focus on here? It's yeah. like, I kind I almost feel like another terms of endearment because've got yeah. we've got James Dean and his family. We've got Natalie Wood, her family. We've got Salmoneo, his issues, then we've got like the bullies. and it's like, what the kids? Right. What relationships are we focusing on? And I think, in theory, it's the James Dean and Natalie Wood and Plato. Right. But, but we've also got you know like the ending. Well, it's I guess with his dad. I don't know.
0: I, like, I've yeah. Looking at it now, mm-hmm. and taking all these things into consideration, mm-hmm. I think if I'm trying to give it some credit, I think mm-hmm. it's it's like a. It's not a cautionary tell, but it's, like, a demonstration of, like, you're not an adult. Hmm. You are a stupid teenager, and trying to be this person who doesn't have to conform to your culture or society Mm -hmm. leaves your friend dead. Hmm. Like, you can't break away. You can't be this kid's dad. You can't, like, make a life for yourself because you're just a stupid kid. And, like, there's no other option but to go home to your parents that you, like, so desperately want to break away from. Well, that's... Hollywood sucks. <laughs> but I feel like it's, it's like, more honest. Because it's, yeah. like, they they try to do this big thing, like, oh, we're in trouble, but we don't need our parents to get us out of this. We're going to step up and take charge. And, like, their very psychotically unstable friend I think... gets killed and then, like, everything right. falls apart.
1: I think that, I I think they could have, they could have ended with James Dean (laughs) giving a second speech, where he really openly talks to the police, as well as his parents are also there, but say, but, you know, basically really driving home the fact that he's that he's a kid and he was unarmed i mean he had a gun but it wasn't loaded
0: yeah that was one thing that i never really like took pause at but this kid mm -hmm. gets shot and then everyone just like drives away
1: right i think that and i think that james dean you know and natalie wood both are like they're trying to help him get out safely and he doesn't they shoot him and i think that james dean I don't know, he gave such an impassioned speech to his dad about the killing, about the other guy dying, that I think James Dean would want to, like, kind of impart responsibility onto the policeman who shot him. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, his
0: reaction is just, like, despair, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, like, anger might have been more satisfying for the audience. Yeah. Yeah. If he, like, I mean, he just goes, like, ah, I got the bullets! And that's, like, right. as angry as he gets. Right. But if he would have, like, really laid into them, mm-hmm. maybe we would have felt, like, more Closer. of a conclusion. Yeah. yeah. Instead of just, like, everyone drives away and the sun right. comes up and they're yeah. like, oh, the world ended like, at dawn. The end. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, it sucks. Yep. Yeah, yeah huh. I don't know. I mean, I, I... I like. I told Riley when we were watching. I was like, watching this really makes me want to watch East of Eden.
0: I do think East of Eden is a much better movie because <laughs> it was should, based off of a book. We should watch it and we should see how we feel about it now because I, I love. I think Rebel it would Without stand up. I think it would too. I love yeah. Rebel Without a Cause. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would see East of Eden, and then I would go back and forth which one I liked more. And I, yeah, I think I a- ended always on East of Eden because right. it's, it's just a better.
1: It's got... All the characters
0: are really dynamic, and it's I was going to say,
1: because it's based off of a book, and there are actual character arcs, you know, dying people, and prostitute
0: mom, and... I think the whole movie is only the last
1: 80 pages of the book. I I remember hearing that, probably from you, hearing it somewhere. Because the book, like,
0: spans, like, their whole story, like, the whole story of Cain and Abel, and, like them as kids and with their mom around and all this stuff but we just see the last part but it's i think it's right. really fantastic yeah. and i love the relationship in that one because it is like really complicated yeah the it's... brother is infuriating and the dad yeah. sucks the dad and...
1: oh my god yeah no i think it's i think it's great guys keep an eye out for that one <laughs> our review of east
0: of eden our review
1: of east of eden yeah um but it's I interesting have... that
0: go ahead oh no i was gonna conclude Please oh, I was just gonna say it's interesting that Rebel Without a Cause is like the iconic one, but right. I guess it's just from the outfit.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and Natalie Wood. I,
0: I mean, yeah, yeah. she think good. it really? Yeah, her she's... character is like really annoying, but I guess you know yeah. most teenage girls are pretty annoying.
1: It's true. It's very true. Because <laughs> she's well, just like
0: who lives? That's like the dumbest it's fucking so great. line.
1: She's like just walking with the books in her hand. I'm like, all right. All right. Drama queen.
0: Who lives? It's like, like, okay. But I do remember being like, yeah, man.
1: Who lives? Oh, man.
0: (laughs) It's great. It's great. I do still love it, but it is like. There's also a lot of plot holes that we pointed out while we were watching it of just like, like, at the end, how does Salmoneo's like housemaid, how does she know where he is like how yeah. do all these people just show up at this place yeah i i don't know i mean There's a lot of weird th- where did they get the chicken from you know that's a really important why did question. they take the chicken back he's yeah. like no this is yeah. my chicken like, this is my father's prize hen <laughs> and but i did want to
1: hang it upside down on your door it's so yeah.
0: weird
1: i don't know well I, I i don't have much else to say are you ready to give a thumb
0: rating yeah okay Riley. I would, give it, would give it. I would give it seven thumbs. I
1: nice. like it.
0: I think it's better than average. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I once toted it as my favorite movie. Mhm. But I don't think it's uh quite as satisfying once you're a grown person. It's if yeah. you're a teenager and you haven't seen this, check it out. You might really yeah. be into it. You might, as an adult too. Who am I to judge? Yeah,
1: it's true. Uh, I'm gonna give it an eight. Um. Mm-hmm. Because I still, there's just something about the quality of movies. Yeah. <laughs> that used to, you know, for with those kind of stars, with the old Hollywood stars. It, it and is really, the music.
0: really fucking iconic. If it is nothing else, yeah. And
1: I mean, you know, it's lacking in places, but I think a lot of movies are. I think it's just what you choose to overlook. So, yeah. I don't know. I'll give it an eight.
0: Yeah. Why the hell not? <laughs> Why? The, why the hell not? Why the hell not? That this may be the first time you've given a higher rated, higher rating than on a <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, I. Uh, Which is crazy for yeah. this movie that like I once uh, was obsessed with. No, it's very true. But hey, um, and that's like I'm gonna say this quickly and not yeah. get into it. But that's like a Rocky Horror Picture Show.
1: Oh yeah. I yeah. was
0: obsessed with and watching it now I cannot even get through the last like thirty minutes. I'm like, Jesus no. Christ, this is no so much.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think it's the I think the value back then was I mean, one, the music is great, but two, yeah. like shock value, like I mean
0: well, and Tim like Tim
1: Curry is so uh,
0: hot. And I was gonna say again, like I was in love with Tim Curry. Like so hot. Like I genuinely would like fall in love with like James Dean and yeah. Tim Curry, and that was like yeah. half of the appeal to these things. Where I was just yeah. like, I just want to have sex with these people. <laughs> right, and God
1: damn tim curry those legs I know. yeah but see like that's like the value of that movie now even now it would just be like well i it's really still, like it's still it's
0: so fun and it's so fun in a crowd but the last yeah. like 30 minutes of it are just like okay i'm out like yeah. i do not a yeah. shit anymore yeah. no, but... hey.
1: hey hey time keeps on ticking or whatever <laughs> so... into the future um well riley uh i'm gonna I didn't prep you for the for the segment. Um, oh, what is it? Shit. It's not whistling, but it it is time for your dogs. Your dogs. What's fun about those? The tat on your neck and the ring through your nose. Okay, tell us about your dogs. Thank you, Benfolds, for that. You're welcome.
0: Classic
1: but, song. But you do have a tat on your neck and a ring through your nose. I know. So I, I really thought it was hate very it. fitting. I
0: hate it. Um, oh, but not in the way of the song. You've got cute. Not some... <sighs> oh, I'm just like, I didn't think I'd become this person, and here I am. <laughs> um, My dogs have been it's cool. Um, Good. Bigman is fat, and I wish we're trying to make him oh. not fat, and it just doesn't happen.
1: Well, he keeps eating goodies off of your counter, I know. He's so... <laughs>
0: just, he's so naughty. Uh, I really... I felt like I had a story about them recently, but I think the only thing that's coming to my mind and this is such a boring story mm-hmm. um it's been really nice here lately mm-hmm. like it's i think it snowed literally this past monday yeah. and today, today it's 80 degrees the weather has Lovely. been insane but um i let the dogs out yesterday to you know, let do, the dogs out? do their business me uh-huh. i let the dogs out. Okay, good. <laughs> and usually they'll like pee and then come inside and it's like maybe five minutes Mm -hmm. and they both just sat in the sun for like 30 minutes while I just like cleaned and stuff but they were so content to just like lay in the sun that is so nice they're such good little creatures they're like my best friends I was was on the toilet today and whenever Mm -hmm. I go to the bathroom Dignan has to come with me because he's crazy right but I was just like looking at him and I was like you're my best friend and they're just really like sometimes I think about how they're gonna die someday yeah it's and I cannot, no, like even no. go there because I'm just like no. these are my children. What am I gonna do? Right. But that's and the worst mean, that's
1: dogs, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Well, I love them and I'm glad that they're enjoying the sun. <laughs> so they're they're the best. That's very nice. They're fucking crazy and I love oh, them so much.
0: Good. The end. Well, that's what's up that's with it. my dogs. Not a whole lot. Usually they really are getting into shit, but not. Well, that I
1: time. like it. It was a very beautiful, just kind of like, just a feeling. Of, yeah. yeah, warmth. Am I right? Oh my god! Yeah,
0: and they came inside, and their fur was all warm, and they were just <laughs> oh, like, mm. "Lovely, summer, summer lovely." Time. Uh, well, well, before you make me do it, what's our famous oh, closing catchphrase? God, I think yeah. I've done it the last like three times.
1: <laughs> well, okay. Um, our famous closing catchphrase, "Take us away, take that us away," was written on stone, and I found it over by um. <laughs> the lake in tempe um actually hang on guys the, i'm not pulling Lamanites? this up it's not hang on i'm not pulling this up on my camera or anything all right here's our famous closing catchphrase oh my god if you need to hide pick up the edge <laughs> fuck i can't give <laughs> delivery okay god damn that's our closing catchphrase. no 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 i really like this <laughs> quote here we go okay
0: closing catchphrase fuck i can't okay. even read it
1: okay, okay. If you need to hide, pick up the edge of the lake and slide under it. The The end. You tell me. You
0: tell me. The end. (laughs) Hold on a minute, before the end. What's the what's the thing written on stone in uh God, that movie with the guy with the Oh, Gone with the Wind? Yeah, Um, what does it say? Time. Oh, fuck! It's like fuck. time, the stuff life is made of or something.
1: Yes, hang on. Uh,
0: Sorry, guys. Sorry. Sorry, guys. No, Sorry. Oh, my
1: God. Plaque,
0: Please. Oh, it's so stupid. It's like... Image. Time. It's... What's... Oh, There's a lot of it or something. Oh, my God. This is the, like, rockiest ending we've ever it, had.
1: It is. Well, guys, I can't find it, and we have to close it off, but next time, next time, you'll be in a treat for it we'll find it probably we'll forget okay bye it's fine okay bye